Hey guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Whiteley, and uh, the Biscuiteer joining me today is our Julie Fox. How's it going, Julie? Yeah, it's going good. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking very radiant, looking very smiley today. How have you been? You been okay? Yeah, I've been fine. The sun is shining. It's very nice. So out in the garden doing stuff. I think we're getting to a point now where the small things are kind of we're appreciating these things like the sun the ray of sun coming into our house oh it looks amazing yeah you know um yeah. joined with us today is annie house um thank you for joining us annie are you still there yeah i'm here oh. thank you for having me yeah there you go i'll switch the screen so i can see you both uh annie you are from uh, shropshire council is that right I am indeed from Shropshire Council, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, before we get into talking about what we're going to talk about today, I've just got a bit of um, a, a, bit, a few, few mentions. I want to say thank you to Rachel from Dog Aid for last week's show. Fantastic, fantastic interview. Um, we looked at the lockdown from a completely different perspective because nobody thinks about how a dog that is trained to uh, to help others reacts to social distancing. You know, it was a really nice mm. uh, conversation. If you've not listened to that back, I do encourage you to go back and listen to it because it's, re- it's really interesting, really interesting. Um, I want to give a shout out as well to the guys that support Shrewsbury. Um, the, the the website that's up there, uh, sh- sh- supportshrewsbury.co.uk. It's uh, something that's been put together to try and help local independent businesses, uh, you know, keep going and get back off the, you know, get on, um, recover from what's going on. Uh, you know, it's um, we are trying to get involved with what's going on there because I feel like we can all, if we all put our resources into one place um, and, and, you know, promote everything as a whole, um, we can all help each other. So we are trying to get involved with that. And also the Parade Shopping Centre, we've had a really good chat with them over the last week or so. They're going to let us carry on using that unit and we're going to use the biscuit as like a hub uh, to try and help people. Um, we are looking at ways to safely record in our studio. We're going to fill the studio up with uh, lots of sanitising products, uh, PPE. Um, I am trying to, organ- at the moment, I'm designing the studio so that it's socially distanced. So lots of wiring being ordered so we can stretch our headphones across the studio, things like that. So we're looking at ways to be able to be helpful uh, to the town. So uh, that's mm. the shout outs there. Um so yeah, with, what 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 is your role at, at, Sh- at Shropshire Council then, Annie? Um, so hi everybody. Um, so I work for uh, Enable, um, which is part of Shropshire Council, and uh, we support people um, going back into work. Um, so it's a supported employment scheme, um, and within the council, we're the only department who actually deals with uh, employment. Uh-huh. So my role at the, uh, uh, within that is partnership manager. So within um, Enable, there are several teams, and I actually work in the mental health team. And my role is actually funded uh, partly through uh, the NHS, although I sit within the council um, because we're working with um, people with secondary mental health issues. So people that have been, for people that don't understand what that means, uh, primary is when you go and see your GP. So you'll notice on the signs when you go in, it says primary, if you've ever mm-hmm. noticed that. And secondary is when you actually go and see a specialist. So the project that I, I currently work on is actually um, a project called Individual Placement Support, or IPS for short. 
and we take referrals through our secondary health, mental health specialists okay. to go on to that program. So it's a really interesting and diverse program um, and we've won a lot of national awards uh, and we are a centre of excellence in Shropshire Council for that. So uh, we're all really proud of, of the work we do there. I mean, um, with you know, I mean, normally uh, it sounds like a fascinating role. Uh, lot, lots of lots of aspects to think of things to look at, but during the current situation, I bet it's been really just kind of wow for you guys at the moment, right? So I think I think what it's brought home to a lot of people because the the, the purpose of uh, the IPS program is to focus on work as a mechanism to getting more stability and health back to yourself when you've been diagnosed with a serious mental illness. So IPS is all around actually using work as a method of increasing your mental health. Mm. So if we consider the circumstances we find ourselves in now where we've got so much uncertainty, people are um, either being furloughed or wondering what they should be doing, um, I think it really brings home how important work and actually what work means to people yeah um and that's for everybody not we're not necessarily when i when i talk about this i'm not addressing um the issue necessarily of mental health um for people who are diagnosed with a mental health condition but i just mean for the general populace Hmm. um and as we're all sat here in in our um situations today we're all sat there wondering what you know what work will be like and i think it's a recognition now of how important work is as a structure um, and the value of work so mm-hmm. if we think about what what work means to us and and I often do this as a bit of a uh, I'll use a Julie Fox phrase here a shout out mm-hmm. um, but we do it we do a shout out on what work means to you and and if I could sort of throw it back to you and Jules what does work what does work mean to you and what what benefits do you see of work well, I'll go Jules first. Gives me time to think. Oh, thanks, Al. <laughs> well, you've <laughs> got your own business, haven't me. you? Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, I suppose what work means to me is um, because of what I do. Obviously, it's variety, um, but it's being it is being out, and obviously, I don't do a lot with other people necessarily. I do, well, I, no, I do twofold because obviously, I work at the gym bar, so I see lots of people. And that's the really social element of it. But with the dog walking, obviously, that's like with other dogs. But that's walking out in the countryside. And I'm quite lucky because obviously I can still do that with my own dogs. But the fact of like currently now, it's what's missing is actually going out and engaging with other people. Um, And yeah, you can do it this way. I mean, we're all, you know, we've all been doing Zoom catch up calls and all sorts of things and meetings. But it's not the same as being face-to-face. Um, it's probably the atmosphere. The, at- the environment and the atmosphere is missing. Yeah. Yes, I can see you. So we are face-to-face. We're yeah. talking. Yeah. I can hear you. So I can see body language and I can see facial movements. But it's it's the atmosphere that's yeah. missing, yeah. if you know what I mean, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I would agree. I feel, I feel a bit like it's being in a in an environment where all the air has been sucked out and um, mm. it's sort of vacuum-packed. That's what it feels like. And if I could describe social isolation for me, it feels like I'm a vacuum-packed sausage. I mm. can still see what's going on, but it feels it feels very different. Yeah. 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 
yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it's it's definitely mental stimulation. That's the, everything. Yep. Everything is uh, yep. the drive to work. It's the challenges you're facing work. It's interacting with the people I work with. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I, I mean, I span that across not just my, my actual job, which I love, but with the podcast stuff as well, because uh, anybody that knows me, I, I'm I'm constantly busy. I have to be constantly mm. making things and putting things together. Today, I'm just drawing up plans for a studio. You know, I'm, I'm literally draw, literally drawing the studio, writing down lists, putting things on Amazon to buy. Um, last night, we were organizing live podcasts. And before that, I've been organizing things we're doing. That I, I have to be busy all the time. I mm. think if I'd have been furloughed, um, and mm. and I wasn't able to go out and work. It would have really affected me in a, in, in a weird, in a very drastic way. I think because mm. I like getting out, you know. So it, it, I think yeah. it's everything to me. Actually, work. So I think it's about. So what you're sort of saying, um, Julie, you've brought up something about socialisation, and mm. that's been a key key part of this. Which um, I think we do go to work. If we think about work as a sort of social structure, we we go to work for. Make, to make friends don't we we go yep. that forms a huge part of our of our of our week is not only the time we spend there but the what we get from other people and who we interface with and um whatever you whatever people are sat there thinking uh, whatever they do for a living part of work is is about that socialization and being mm. in a team and yeah. I think that whether that team is one or whether that team is ten or or a hundred, it's mm. incredibly important as a as a to keep your mental well being going. And I think that's been very apparent um, from how people are feeling. And I think that's a common feeling. And, and I want to just put it out there that that's a completely understandable uh, feeling why people may find this a very alien setup at the moment. Yeah. And going forward with what you said there, Alex, about your routine, I think what's taken away from all this is your routine and you've had to make up a new routine, um, which throws people into a spin. And again, I want people to feel assured that that's completely understandable and um, it would be a natural response, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like... Uh, the team biscuit will, will will tell you um when we had to stop using the studio and we had to do everything like this mm-hmm. i'm sat in this bedroom right now for me yeah. that was kind of that was like oh my god because like you know i'm without trying to sound like a hussy i like going out there and flirting with the world i like just i like mm-hmm. bouncing off yeah. a bit of chemistry like yeah. people come to the studio i'm like hey how's it going welcome you know I, like you said julie you know the atmosphere yeah. i buzz off that you know i feed off that yeah Absolutely. So I think coming out of this scenario and and being sat in our own environments has really shaken people. And Mm. I I think it it, it really demonstrates what what our programme in IPS is. It's about a mechanism of getting people back into work because it offers so much more. And I want people to look forward to actually um, that process when we can go back to work and what that means um, and to actually really get some to think about work in a different way, really, as, as far as aiding your mental health, um, because that's really key to what, what my message is about this, is that, that we we use work as a tool to keep ourselves well. Yeah. Annie, do you think you're going to have a different set of challenges with people going back to work On in terms of people might feel anxious now going back and mixing with others again? 
Yeah, I, I think it. I think it will. Um, I don't wish to be drawn into anything political on this, no. um, but I, I think that we've got to come up with our own scenarios. So I think I want people to think about what they feel comfortable with. Mm. And this is going to be a long, protracted, drawn-out yeah. process. Yeah, I don't think there are, are any quick fixes, and we're looking at a situation of going back to some of us um, in the next few weeks. Mm. We're not sure what that will look like. But I, th I want to just, just to say that I think people should take their own sensible steps and do what they think is appropriate yes. for them. Yes, yeah. very appropriate. Yeah. Social because... distancing will be going on for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just just you have to make your own strategy within this and your own little game plan within the rules of how you're going to do it. Um, yeah. What would you I think that's very important. I mean, okay. So there, there are a few aspects right here. Number one is, um, I've it's been quite surprising, but you know, actually quite humbling to see people that I consider as, as mentally strong people that are struggling through this at the moment. Like people mm -hmm. that I work with, I, I like, I, I, I can't. This drives me crazy. Like you know, I'm literally just in the house all the time. We're seeing, um, you know mentally strong people struggling with this um yeah. and then also the aspect of without getting too political again i'm going on the instructions we've been told on the tv by boris is that mm -hmm. um if you feel like you can go to work you should go to work okay that's that's what we've been told mm -hmm. um that's got to be difficult for people isn't it that's that's had that that, that the whole system shocked rocked you know that yeah. all of a sudden they've been they've been told they can go out to work if that's okay that might be really difficult for people that have had a bit of a wobble right yeah, indeed. And, and and if we just if we just sort of turn that a little, I don't like the use necessarily mentally strong. I think everybody okay. has um, uh, um, flashpoints, sort of touch points. Yeah. And I think this business of being pulled out of an environment and being left um, to, in our own homes is is challenging to everybody. Yeah. I think mm. everybody can feel unwell at different points. Yeah. And I think what if if we just, I think everybody could. Could, could struggle with this. I think it's mm -hmm. so. I don't want anybody to feel that this this is a weakness or no, it's it, not. It, yeah. it, it, it's a, about it, this is. It really goes back to the the um, the principles of growing up and an expectation of life is to go to work, and this yeah. is challenging, isn't it? This is challenging a norm. Yeah. So I think everybody could 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 be feeling um, um, weird, freaked out. Um, feeling anxious, feeling mm -hmm. angry. There are going to be, and you, we've all felt that, haven't we? I'm yeah, sure yeah. we've all gone through that, haven't we, as the weeks have gone out, gone on. Absolutely. Um, um, and if I you know that the sort of party atmosphere has definitely died yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably what you've said there about the critical, the critical bit is about people will have moments of not feeling comfortable with it. So, you know, and, and you both know me and, you know, I'm a really positive person and I'm keeping myself mega, mega busy Yeah. because I know from in the past, if I'm not busy, that's when I'll have an issue. Yeah. So it seems like I'm running at a million miles an hour and I purposely am. And I suppose I'm very lucky that I actually have, you know, got quite a lot to do around the home and the garden at the moment. Um and obviously painting my rocks helps, but it's, I am now at the point of thinking, right, I've, you know, I've had clients ringing me up saying, oh, when are you starting back up again? And I'm like, mm, 
right, okay, I do want to get back out there, but it's it's now what's my process I've got to put in place and am I going to upset people? But I don't want to be putting myself in too much of a situation. You know, I don't do group dog walks, so that's not an issue, but right. I might visit several households a day. Mm-hmm. When, yeah, people aren't around, but obviously, you know, it's a change of PPE for every household disinfecting my own lead in between um so I'm sort of trying to think of a a way of easing myself back in but keeping those customers that feel okay about it because some people you know have to go back to work don't they indeed they do whether they want to or not and they're you know or they might be in the situation where they've got a company that says you've got to come back to work Mm -hmm. but without and I suppose that's another set of anxiety, isn't it? Is my firm says I've got to go back, but I don't feel comfortable with the safety measures they've put in place. How do individuals stand there? What's what? What do we know about that? Um, I think yeah, I think there will be strategies that that companies <clears throat> will put into place. Um, I mean, certainly within the council, we're discussing ways and means of actually going back to work safely so mm. one strategy and I'm not in work this week so apologies for um, if I'm not absolutely up to speak with what, what's happening but um, we were being um, asked to do a risk assessment individually to look at our individual circumstances yeah. so not only for ourselves but our families and right. I would imagine that would be a sensible way of doing it and then mm speaking with your manager to actually come up with a an entry strategy for you to go back to work mm. now that's an ideal scenario um yeah. and there might be some people thinking well that's not maybe something that's going to happen to me but that would mm. be a set, to me again it's about being sensible yeah i think that's um, really important because i mean from my, my wife's example exactly is that uh they said if you want to come to the office you can come to the office if you feel like you you you, you know you can uh in my wife's situation number one she's asthmatic so she's like she's a vulnerability and uh, well, she has vulnerabilities and number two she's got the little boy so she's like i can't that yeah is looking at an individual circumstance and making the right it decision is. It you know. is. and within enable we've now created a dedicated phone line for people to to actually phone up and speak to um i man the line along with some other colleagues so as employment specialists um we can sort of talk through just sort of your strategies and an action plan maybe so it's about having a discussion um about your individual uh, circumstances so Anybody can phone that line, Alex. Um, we've decided that it was something that was important to put out through yeah. uh, the council because what we're trying to sort of open it up is, although we work in a specialist team for mental health, we, as we're sat here, we're obviously aware that quite quite clearly this is now becoming a national issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I would, you know, say if anybody is concerned and just wants to talk through it might be just a sensible conversation around um, what the situation is, um, what barriers they're facing, yeah. what are their worries, and to sort of talk that through, I, um, and maybe and maybe having that conversation, and, and then um, an advisor maybe finding out some other information and phoning them back. So there are lots of helplines out there, and I want people to to be aware that there is a great deal of support, and um, if people are worried, then and they can pick, they can ring the reassurance line at the council about many things. Do you have um, the uh, the number to slowly? Line. Do you have the number to slowly read yeah. out for people? 
yeah so it's um so if people want to look up enable so there's a website so it's uh, shropshire council enable and there's lots of information on our site um but the the actual employment covid line is 01743 i'm going to read it out for a second i'm useless at numbers 276900 okay can you and read that again annie it's 01743 276900 yeah and it's option two option two so, um, and, that's, and that's monday to friday free? yeah that's a free service for anyone so, in shropshire um anyone within shropshire we're not covering telford at the moment jules but that's okay. something that um we might do in the future but that's it's just to have a bit of a, a bit of um, a discussion, and then maybe come mm. up with a few strategies. So, um, just and that's to, employees as well as employers, or it's mainly for employees. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to be giving like legal advice. It's not. Yeah. It's not meant for that. But it's just to sort of to touch base for anybody that's furloughed, anybody that's struggling with making a decision if they're now thinking i'm going to have to change direction and look at a different employment area yeah. a little bit of a bit of a you know because that's going to be an issue isn't it if we if we're reading yeah. the headlines and yeah i mean like, um, i can just imagine there's people out there uh, say they've run a business for the last 15 years business has yeah. gone under because of what's happened now they're going to have to go out into mm. the big bad bad world write a cv go out and do interviews something they haven't done for over a decade absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the job centre have um, put up some. Um, uh, uh, they've uh, they're actually put together a new site, um, and I can send you all the links for this if that's mm. helpful to yeah, do that. Do, yeah, please um, do. Like I say, it, there's some there's some great information out there, and the, there are tips on. Certainly, we can give tips on how to create new CVs, and if, yeah. if we remember going back to, um, you know, <laughs> we've worked together on things like that, haven't we? So. Yeah. You know, there's mm. lots of great advice on how to, to sell yourself in a different way and to pull together mm. some of those transferable skills and um, and just to talk that through in an informal way. So it's it's having having that that process is really helpful. And then some tips on if you have to do a, a Zoom interview, because um, mm. <laughs> that's a different. Like you said, actually, Jules, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different. It's different from being face to face in a normal room, isn't it? Uh, make yeah. sure you wear trousers. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing. I sound staffed, but I've seen a lot of these things there. People just. Uh, oh, I know. Don't realise. Um, I generally wear trousers, but you know. Uh, but yeah, I know there was. A, wasn't there a thing on Radio One about somebody not wearing trousers? So. Uh, yeah. yeah, got up to make a cup of coffee or something, didn't he? Uh, mm. um, yeah, there's different techniques and things that we can share on that. So. Um, um, that phone line is open Monday to Friday, nine to five. Fantastic. Okay, cool. What are the What are some of the sort of common issues that you guys deal with with that line? Uh, you know, so is there something you hear more than often? Well, I think we've sort of touched on a few there. People People are worried. People are just saying, "I'm I'm feeling um, anxious about my job." Um, they're asking things that sometimes you don't have an answer to, like, "What do you think will happen?" Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I think we, we're all, but but it's having a little bit of a strategy and an action plan for yourself. Yeah. And, I, and I want to bring it back down to the person every time about mm-hmm. how you're feeling that you are coping with it and having um, your own little game plan. Because I think what looks different for you, Alex, looks different to the jewels. And mm-hmm. 
I think that's so important that you you actually might write it down and think about um, some actual things that you want to achieve because we we're not quite sure where we're going. But I think yeah. it's having maybe a a short, medium, and long term plan that yeah. then you can juggle about. So oh, that's a dog. Oh, sorry, I'm just. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I think I think the baby steps that you were talking about earlier is is yeah. really important. It's um, it's weaning yourself back out there. You can, I mean, it must be a massive. Uh, sh- I mean, my routine as far as work hasn't really changed. I still go to work. Okay, so for yeah. me, it's fine. But for somebody that's been has been yep. sat at home, uh, maybe my wife, for example, has been working from a, from the lounge <laughs> all week mm. for, for these mm. weeks. Um, for her to go out, bam, straight into the big bad world, down the M54 or, you know, into shopping centres, things like that. It's going to be a massive, massive uh, thing to, for, especially somebody mm. that suffers from serious anxiety problems. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's bound to heighten everybody's anxieties for, for a number of months to come. Um mm. Like I say, this could rumble on for some time, but I think um, it's it, it is baby steps and thinking about what you're comfortable doing and maybe trying some things and just seeing how that is. Um, we don't know how long, you know. Like I say, we don't have a crystal ball on this, but I think it is about making sensible provision, um, mm. looking after yourselves, exercising, doing all the things that people have been telling us about for the last few weeks. Yeah. But really kind of living that and actually I think now that now that the, the dust has settled a little bit and we've all got a bit less uh you know there was huge anxieties that are still out there but I think that like I say the party atmosphere has definitely dipped and people mm. are now facing this grim reality that we are probably going to be um in a situation where it's going to be competitive for work yeah um you know that this these are the realities of of what we're going forward with and it's it's just making sure that you're okay with what you're putting yourself forward for, that you're not um, feeling that it's um, out of control. And I think that's mm. what you're alluding to, Alex, is that you don't want to put yourself in the firing line where all of a sudden you're suddenly thinking, gosh, I can't cope with this and this is yeah. making me unwell. Yeah. So I think when we talk about health, we're still generally talking about physical health and we shouldn't be. Health yeah. is health yes and i think this has brought this absolutely to the fore and mental health is now if it wasn't ever before it is now slap in the middle of yeah. this agenda and it's yeah. it's really ironic isn't it because uh mental health was facing cuts left right and center you know just six months before this has happened and yeah. mm. uh, are we yeah. i mean obviously we can't speak for what the government are going to do but obviously then now they need to invest it in kind of helping people yeah. right i mean yeah. Well, as a consequence of COVID, it's sort of brought it to the fore, like I say. So maybe that's a po- we're looking for some positives in, in COVID. Yeah. So I would say that maybe this is a more positive um, step that actually now people are, if they go back to work and go, well, actually, I don't feel comfortable with that and it's making me anxious. I think that's very legitimate. Yeah. 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 And also as so well. I've had that conversation before that you may have felt awkward saying that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, would you agree? 
Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because uh, there are some people that wouldn't dare say they're feeling anxiety, anxious, or the, mm. or I, I feel like crying. You know, so some people would would not say that normally. Whereas now, it's it's been spoken about. Like you said, it's at the forefront of most people's minds yeah. at the moment. That it's it seems a bit more okay to talk about that. I mean, I was speaking from yeah. you know, my circle and the people that I kind of know. I can't yeah. talk about the whole nation, but um, it seems okay um, at the moment. Um, what advice it's everyday language isn't it i think people are using everyday people are using that sort of mental health word as everyday language and not as a stigma any a stigma yeah, anymore. Which, which i find very rewarding working in mm. mental health where people still say when i say oh i work in mental health this they're they're like oh okay that must they, they don't see it as the same as working in cancer care or anything else yeah um whereas now actually i mean i'm re- so for me i think as and there must be lots of people who who are maybe feeling that that's a, a positive thing as well that actually let's bring it to the fore because it our, our brain is our master switch and when that doesn't work mm. yeah really and truthfully everything else has to has to obey the brain so i think yeah. it's a really a really yeah. interesting and we're seeing now how much how this affects our body mm-hmm. so yeah. no shock there eh no. um, <laughs> <laughs> um but it's almost a bit like we we have done this separation of mind and body. And I think mm-hmm. if COVID has brought anything together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Mind and body. I, I feel like um, socially uh, we've just adapted, haven't we? You know, we'd like we're doing this yeah. over Zoom. Uh, I've, I've never yeah, used yeah. Zoom and Skype so much in my life. Like <laughs> it's constant. Um <laughs> everybody's doing it as well and there's a lot more people like doing these things streaming on facebook yep. and things like that there's lots of lots of ways we've adapted um yeah uh, what i was going to ask was for the people that are on the flip side that aren't like me and jules that are trying to keep busy for people that have had to you know they, they've had a real negative uh motivational mm. aspect to this where they can't motivate themselves because they're not going out now they have to what advice would you give to someone to to try and motivate themselves well, I think there's, there's there's different ways you can do that. Again, bring it back to what you feel comfortable with. And the, sometimes when we're in a dark place, the last thing we can do is to, is be motivated. And I think that that's, a, a, a first of all, a recognition. Um, but I think if we can physically get out and about now, that would be wonderful to actually mm-hmm. get yourself a bit more out and about and a bit more integrated. Just walking. Um, we talk about physical exercise um, helping our mental health has been so much um, mm. on the TV, you know, with the Joe Wicks and everybody's doing, you know, so much exercise. But I think actually just baby steps towards that. But I would think as 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 far as looking after yourself physically, if there were, if, you know, if there's anything online you want to do, if there's any online training you want to do, mm. there's a lot of free courses out there um, for people who are um, furloughed. Um, County training are offering some under the council. There are lots of other training providers out there. I'm not just giving a, sh- a shout out just to them, mm. um, but there are lots of other um, courses that you could do. Yeah. So if you're thinking about, you're wondering if you're wondering about upskilling while you just sat there, I would say again, thinking about what you want to do, trying to get a bit of motivation. Doing online courses is a bit of a challenge. I yeah. don't. <laughs> I've always found them a bit of a challenge. And when somebody's gone, it's online training. I think everyone's gone. "Mm." Um, But I think it's an opportunity now um, maybe to look at some 
learning some different skills or just having a look at what else is out there. And there's some free NVQs out there, level two. Mm. And uh, Duolingo is free as well if you want to learn a language. for you know, Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are lots of things out there. So again, that's an opportunity, isn't it? To do a bit of research yourself yeah. and think about, well, what can I use this time more productively for? Because like I say, we've gone through waves of this, haven't we? Yeah. A bit of like the, hey, what we're we getting used to, oh mm. gosh, what shall I do? You know, there's... Um, you know, different ways of um, maybe anxiety, anger about this. But if we can try and actually turn that around to a bit of a positive again and, and think about some using the time in a productive way about how they can learn some IT skills. Yeah. We're all having to do this IT stuff, like you've just said. Yeah. A spreadsheet, you know, for, it, spreadsheet and making a good spreadsheet. That's, that's, that's a good way to spend a day. Oh, Genuinely. spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> the piastre resistance oh, uh, <laughs> but you know actually trying to combine that with what your skill base is but maybe actually combining some other new skills within that would be a yeah. really wonderful useful and maybe really boost your self-esteem uh which is what we're talking about here this is about self-esteem yes i yes. think the it skill bit is is quite critical particularly even if it's not about going back to work but it's just that whole communication family so like you know my mum's in her 80s we're all spread around you know and so we've we've so that we can all have a decent conversation for a relatively good length of time with my mum and she can see us we've we've set up zoom um and yeah obviously the first zoom meeting it we wasted for the for the free 40 minutes just trying to get her online and trying to you know like kept ringing her up by the phone and saying right go to the bottom of your screen look at this and and if you're using a laptop and somebody else is using a tablet and I somebody know. else is using a phone, yeah. it gives you lots of different views. So in the end, one of my sisters basically typed up an A4 sheet of exactly what to do. And now every week when we do our family Zoom call, mum's already there waiting for all of us. Yeah. She's got it sussed really quick um, just because, you know, my sister typed out this whole A4 instruction sheet on how to use technology. I, so, I find I, think, I find Zoom so easy, so easy to use. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Mm. we've had to upskill ourselves, and again, that's been again a bit of a, a an anxiety thing. You're sat there trying to join meetings, like you say, and then all of a sudden. So if you have got some of these, because people are being recruited online, we mm. just sort of bring it back to the employment thing, and um, so making sure that you actually know what you're doing prior to your interview. Mm. Um, you know, so that you don't have a last minute kerfuffle because that would be terrible, wouldn't it? And your anxiety would go through the ceiling. Yeah. So, getting, you know, some tips on around that would be useful. So, yeah. um, knowing what the hell they look like, practicing with your friends. Um, what do yeah. I look like? You know, actually, what I physically come over. Do I come over well? Am I giving you enough eye, eye contact? Yeah. You know, do, you know, am I appealing to look at? Is there anything else that I'm doing that's distracting? So, mm. just around that you know um <laughs> that's like that's a that's a rabbit hole for me to go down <laughs> if i'm like oh my god uh, oh, i sound terrible oh my god look at me oh my god I look really fat oh my god. <laughs> if i start thinking about things that i just don't yeah. stop yeah um Little tips like that, though, were really helpful. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we've already seen, I mean, uh, speaking to Rachel yes, uh, last week about uh, a dog aid, they, they, they've learned how to, you know, get in touch with their clients, uh, do training meetings over Zoom and make sure everybody's okay. In fact, 
this this yeah. this situations that help them evolve uh, and it's the same for mm. a lot of people like you know the, the the council for example running things like this is perfect i mean like yeah yeah you to yep. keep touch base and with I people i think there will be some creative new ways of working you know we yeah. Yeah, be, uh, i mean why not we can take some some good bits there are some good bits of this it adds i would describe what we do on 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 what we're doing now is it, it gives a different texture to our work yeah. I'm very much a people person being a counsellor, um, but it's, I would say it gives a different texture to a conversation. Um, mm. And some conversations we will be having face to face at distancing or however that will come back in. But some of our work, and there may be people thinking, well, I can do this from my home now, so maybe I shouldn't be going into the office every day. Yeah. There will be there will be changes to work patterns, I'm sure, that just because of, of what's happened with COVID, but also it makes sense maybe for our environment. Yeah. So, you know, that there, there will be some good elements. And if we think about that, doesn't that make sense? Yeah. So, And even costs for businesses, because I was talking to one of my yeah. cousins um, at the weekend, Yep. And her firm, they are looking to um, move or change offices coming up in August. But right. they're now rethinking their strategy because they've actually found that their staff have been significantly more productive working from home. Um, and yes, they've set them all up with the right equipment at home. But one of the things she said is that their new office um, is not going to have to be as big because, yes, they're going to have a base for people to go into work but they're now going to be completely flexible on the working from was frowned upon a little bit because it's like, are you really working? Or are have yeah, you, you know, yeah, have you popped out for a walk? Have you gone and done this? But she said that her, you know, her her boss has been really great because they've actually realized, yeah, people can be trusted to work from home. Yeah. We can save some money. We don't need a massive office. Mm-hmm. Hit people up. And obviously, you know, all the internet and all that side of it's deemed to be working fine. You know, people yeah. haven't had massive issues. So, you know, that sort of stuff's mm-hmm. really good. But it's, So it's it, about drawing out the creativity side of yeah. it, isn't it? And, and I think you're right. I think always working from home was seen as a bit of a DOS. Yeah, yeah you would be at, you know, you'd be. And let's be honest, we do do things while we, we, we do. It is a different environment. It's just, we're not, is. you know, it, you're at work, but you're in a different environment. So the fact you go and put your dishwasher on or the fact <laughs> you fill the washing machine or you're frying some chips or doing yeah. feeding the dog or whatever so what as long as you're being productive yeah i think we need to it's almost like taking over taking off our sort of dickensian way of work yeah um and thinking about okay this is you know the century we live in these are the times we live in um maybe these there maybe there are some different ways um for some people again it depends on what you do it's yeah. uh, with my yeah. wife at the moment. She's sat there, um, and Timmy, my boy, is playing Hello Neighbor on the Xbox, and he's struggling with it. <laughs> so she he bring he brings over the controller. She's got a laptop there. She's got all her screens and all of all her actions, and she's doing all this stuff. She helps him with the game, and she gives it him back. So she's sat there. She's working. She's helping him on the Xbox. Yeah. And she, she's still working. She's still, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, she's, she's multitasking. Alex, being a woman, that's yeah, very yeah, easy yeah, yeah, for yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> Um, I wanted to I wanted to brush up on something which um, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be your forte or it's going to be your obviously uh, your counsellor but like I want to talk a bit about like bills and and struggling because there's obviously people can't pay the rent can't pay the mm-hmm. council tax they can't pay the phone bills etc 
it's going to cause a lot of panic. What advice would you give to someone at the moment that's going through that? I would say reach out. There is a lot of support out there. Um, mm-hmm. CAB are a fantastic resource. Uh, mm. Always have been, hopefully always will be. Um, but there are, the reassurance line at the council will be able to walk you through anything like that, say with council tax particularly, because obviously um, that's obviously, uh, you know, a council um, yeah. department. Yeah. But I would say reach out. If you're unsure, um, you know, uh, re- reach out to somewhere like Mind. Um, mm-hmm. uh, on NHS um, have their own helpline as well through MPFT. Um, they've got a helpline as well. So there are lots of different helplines out there. And I can send you some links and some phone lines to that if you want to share mm. those on your website, if that's helpful to do that. Yeah, we'll find there a way are, to There are it. lots. Please don't sit there. And, and what I don't want people to do, because, again, this is not my area of expertise, yes, quite clearly, as you said. But I think it's, again, common sense and just feeling that when you are feeling down and um, this is a, a situation which has caused a lot of people to have, like you say, to have – um, days where they feel that it's everything is getting out of control. Please don't mm. sit there alone. I think a lot of people have have t- grasped the nettle and got on with it, but there yeah. will be people listening and going, "Oh my God, I don't know what to do about this or that." Yeah. Yeah. There is support out there. There are people um, you can talk to, and there are you know that there's they're being given a little bit more time to pay bills. So. Um, I think there is a national uh, drive to actually give people um, the opportunity to maybe um, take little breaks yeah. or to combine. So just reach out, reach out, yeah. and get on the phone and get a plan. Just be active. Yeah. Be active. Don't just bury your head in the sand. That's, that's the, I yeah. hate that term, yeah, bury your head in the sand, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, from a different perspective, um, because obviously you help a lot of people. You guys help a lot of people. But what have you learned about this? What have I learned? I think I think it's taught me um, that maybe I thought I was quite flexible, but actually it's been a bit of a shock. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I consider myself to be quite a creative person, and I think I just kind of roll with many, many situations that I've had to encounter in, in my own life. Um, but it, it's, it was a shock. It was a shock to, yeah. to suddenly come out of my office, to not be with my work colleagues, um, and it's made me reevaluate my relationship with my work. Mm. And that's what that's what I'm sort of pitching really today is what is your relationship with your work? And my relationship with my work gives me so many benefits. Um, and that's why I love working on the program that I do, because yeah. work is seen as a recovery model. And that's really what this is. This whole conversation is about. Um, so I've had to really evaluate what I think about my, my work, my relationship with my job. And I value my job so much. I value my colleagues. I, I value working in such a, a, a great organization. Um, yeah. I feel supported. I have conversations with my work colleagues. And we, although that's still all going on, working in a different way has challenged me. It really has. Mm. It's challenged me and made me, think gosh i need to upskill my it um um, but just just not going out like i'm i i've enjoyed i enjoy the routine of getting up 
getting dressed and leaving, going, doing and coming back because my yeah. my home life and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking this. Your home life blends with your work life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. And I found that very difficult to uh, my, my tip on that would be to to actually put away your laptop because I was leaving it out. I left all my stuff out in the dining room. It was everywhere. And mm. I was going, oh, I, you know, when it came to, to dinner time, it was still out. And my tip is now actually my work is my work time and my home is my home time. Yeah. 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 yeah very yeah, important. I don't know if you feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Very I, good advice. I, I've, I, uh, the reevaluation of, 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 of your relationship with work is, I, I definitely, uh, relate to that because you know before this i was kind of like oh i'm gonna go to work oh i'm gonna work but whereas now i'm kind of like i am really looking forward to driving to work like it's really weird now i really appreciate the Mm. fact that i have a job to go to um yeah because i I worry about the the effect it would have on me obviously um what would you like to see to come out of all this um say say they just go i mean it's not gonna happen uh we don't know what's gonna happen so i can't really say that but i mean like say they're like right out you go. Let's back to normal. What would you like to see happen? Well, I think I've I've I've, I've sort of given you my my nugget on. I see the the positive of this is that our discussion around why we're talking about mental health on a podcast, and I just think that needs to be brought more into the forum. When we talk about health, um, I it's still the stigma. It's still when I yeah. when our project is about getting people um, some hours to be reintegrated back into a job when they've been very unwell. Mm. So when we go in and speak to employers, often it's a very delicate subject to talk about the disclosure of a mental health illness. And I would like to think that for me, there would be much greater understanding and a much Mm. broader platform for people to understand that our mental health is part of health. Mm. And we are all subject to the to the vagaries and fragility of life. And this is what this demonstrates. Um, So for me, that is my that would be my Mm. hope and ambition that it's brought more into. And I know we keep we talk about it a lot. But if somebody's been diagnosed with bipolar or schizophrenia, it's still incredibly difficult to have that conversation Mm. at work. Um, Yeah. Mm. For the. For the points we've for the points we've mentioned, yeah. and um, I would hope that it's it's you know I would just hope that that we can have those conversations and it yeah. not to be quite it's about that chip chipping away and I think we've had a, a we've had a huge sea change and hopefully that this may contribute towards that change in direction and and that would be my hope. Fantastic. Yeah. What about you, Jules? What would you like to see come out of all this? Um. Personally, well, personally, um, secretly, I quite enjoyed lockdown. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Only because of like you've got time, you've had time to reflect and be calm and enjoy, you know, nature around you and that sort of stuff, and actually stopping and chatting to neighbours where normally, you know, if you're out and about doing stuff and you're at work, or even if you're just socialising. Everything's always like rush, 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 and people are rushing around and they never have time to stop and chat. And, you know, I've just started talking to people that in the village that normally it's just like, well, off you go, you know, rush, 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 yeah. I've got time. So, you know, I'd like that to carry on. Mm. 
and and not for people to sort of like go back to the whole rush 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 haven't got time for this haven't got time for that um but equally for people to be considerate that um you know i think the whole social distance thing is going is going to probably be quite a way of life quite yeah. a long time i think it's going to be quite um, offensive if somebody gets closer than two meters to say like you're standing in a queue in a shop and someone yeah. gets closer than two meters, you're going to be like, oh, back off, buddy. Like that wasn't yeah. a thing before. It's going to be happening now, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's happening now, isn't it? People, yeah. are, some people still not quite getting that. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's, it, it's probably, again, it's the common sense approach, you know, with your own family and your own friends where, you know, they've been, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm desperate to want to be able to hug some people, you know, hug my friends and, when I see them um, and I'm going to make a judgment call on that, you yeah. know, based on, I know what yeah. they do, where they are, yeah. who they interact with a lot as to whether that would be safe or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then mm. there'll be other people where it will be actually, you know, no, we can, we can just have a virtual hug, I guess. I don't really know. <laughs> and then uh, high five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to see, um, like with all the stuff with VE Day, you know, all these street parties that were going mm. on. I would love to see the community like make a drive together to try and make things better, you know, support yeah. your local. Yeah. You know, there is a lot about that in Shrewsbury anyway, but like there's, mm. you know, get out and support your local businesses. Let's do some uh, lots of yeah. fates and, and, you know, I, I, just, I would just love to see everyone come together in a, in a nice yeah. way, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think we're quite. I think we're quite lucky in Shrewsbury. Yes, I think so too. Surrounding villages in Shropshire, because I think a lot of communities are quite like that. Yeah. Anyway, Um, and and that's obviously from me coming from down south, where you see far less of that. So I'd I'd noticed that already. You know, living up here for the last sort of you know six years or so. Yeah. Um, and you're always. I suppose it's recognising there are always going to be pockets of people that aren't like that, yeah, no matter oh, where you of are. Course, yeah. Um, and you know, we, you know, you'd hope that they would be, but you can already start to get inklings of, mm, no, they're slipping back <laughs> to the yeah. norm. Obviously, that eight-week habitual plan hasn't quite formed in their mind, and eight weeks isn't perhaps long enough for them. Maybe longer, so because obviously, if you do something for long enough, it becomes habit, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, I, I would like to see the change of the the terminology. I don't like social distancing as a yeah. term. Oh, no. yeah. What they mean is you've got to physical distance. Yeah. Because social distancing is not helpful. We're trying to stay together as a society. So yeah. isn't that rather a stupid term? And it's divisive because actually, mm-hmm. no, we wish to stay, um, you know, physically distant but actually yeah. no the social media is the social bit yeah. Yeah. i don't know if they've actually told the government and maybe they haven't heard of that but it's <laughs> you know it, it's a terminology and i don't yeah. find that very helpful and yeah. when we talk in terms of of being together and health and i'm talking physical and mental i think that actually social distancing isn't helpful it's yeah <laughs> it's physical distancing it's about germs it's not about yeah. cutting yourself off we should do Absolutely. a we should do a sh- socially distanced um <laughs> shoes with biscuits and be like all right i'm out yeah, so yeah. To me, that makes perfect sense doesn't it so maybe we should chuck that phrase out and call it you know physical distancing yeah. and not social yeah, that'd be interesting to see if they do that. Actually, if they start to change terminology, as well, obviously they've already changed some bit of terminology, haven't they? On 
Mm. You know, the stay home, stay alert, yeah. etc. But I wonder if they start to move along and change it. It'll be interesting to see where that maybe, goes. Maybe. Mm. But I, I, I mean, I see. I, I generally talk to everybody as I go about, and, and um, Jules, you know me and know that to be true. Yeah. Um, but what yeah. I what I found is a slight slight change is that I'll talk to people, but they're they're quite reticent because they're fearful, and I'm mm. hoping that the fear factor does does um, go away somewhat because yeah. that's been a been a, a little bit of a negative. You know, in in just out and about, people. Although I completely understand, you might wave in your own community. When you've been shopping, people are very reticent to make even eye contact. I don't know if you yeah. noticed that. Yeah, especially on the supermarkets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Whereas before, I might have stood and chatted over the tomatoes. It's all, all yeah. it's all become a bit like it's, it's in and out, in it, and trying to work out which which way yeah. which way's the arrow going up the aisle. And that person's yeah. coming down the aisle the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. And it's, Why can't yeah. they see that great big arrow on the floor? <laughs> it, yeah. it it adds pressure to when you're looking at something. You know, when you stood there outside, there's somebody coming towards you. You're like. Yeah. I'm spending far too long choosing which type of sausages I want to buy. Oh, my God, I should know what I'm buying, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Annie, you've been fantastic. Can we tell um, everybody the details again of the website and the number that needs to get in touch with? So, okay, so um, it's our our employment line is run through our department, which is Enable in Shropshire Council. The telephone number is 01743-276. 900 and that's option two so if you go go on to that uh, if you go onto the website if you can't find the number just go to to um enable and uh, we are www.enable i don't know if anybody says that www anymore do they <laughs> um enableservices.co.uk uh, that's our website so you'll see that, that we offer different programs and there are other things that we could maybe refer you on from that. So it's mm-hmm. it's a triage line, like I say, giving you a bit of a, an action plan, but talk through some issues if you want to, um, um, if you feel that you just need that little bit of extra um, sort of um, another pair of ears and eyes on what mm-hmm. you're thinking, mm-hmm. just useful to have. And, yeah. and if we can't help you with your inquiry, then we, we can act as, like I say, a triage to help you with some other some other services maybe as well fantastic Jules have you got anything to add Uh, no not at all just looking forward to the day when I can actually see you guys face to face yes (laughs) we will patiently wait I will patiently wait well like I said it's been lovely lovely to meet you both thank you very much for having me on and um, I think there's so much to talk about with COVID and Mm. um, I think it's a really interesting time and how we're all developing and figuring our way through this this maze really so it's hard good luck to, to everybody listening it's hard to not talk about it isn't it because it has affected yeah. so many different parts of our lives you know but, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely all consuming yeah <laughs> <laughs> um guys thank you very much for listening to this episode um if you want to drop us a line if you want to speak to us about anything that's related in the show or anything else drop us an email our email is shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com um, you can take a look at our website, which uh, which features all of our audio. You can listen to it directly off the website. No need to go to that pesquipodbean.com. Um, go to our website, which is www.theshrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk, and you'll find everything you need there. Um, this has been fantastic. Um, thank you very much, Annie, for joining us. Thank you, Julie. You're very welcome. Thank uh, you. Make sure you catch thank us you. next week, guys. Peace out.